Hi friends, my name is Diana Paquet and I am the host of The Diana Show. I am an adoptive step biological and dog mom of five, six if you include the dog. I'm married to the love of my life, Thomas, and together we're shepherding a four-year-old girl, three teenage girls, and a 19-year-old boy. It is a wild ride. Lots of eye-rolling, door-slamming, long conversations late at night, but you know what? Also lots of laughter and tons of joy. I really reached this place where I just want to chase some fun and learn new things and explore. And I'm just so curious. I just started roller skating again. What's up with that? I'm surrounded by real friends and I'm just in this good place. But even so, I still struggle with insecurity, worthiness, imposter syndrome, shame, and sometimes fear. So through my podcast, I'm chasing down stories of vulnerability, honesty, and tips and tricks on becoming a better version of a human. And I thank you for joining me on this journey. I'd love to hear from you if you ever want to connect. You can always find me at ms.dianapiquet on Instagram or email me at dianapiquet1 at gmail. And with that, on with the show. Hey guys, I am going to talk today about the 18 months that my kids have been out of school and that has been a choice that we've made as a family because with five kids, um, there were times when some schools were open and some were closed and it didn't make any sense to have some exposed and some not exposed. And there were different things that everyone was going through. Um, and so it just, it hasn't made sense over the last 18 months to send them to school. Um, I know some of my friends' kids have like, oh, my kids are going, you know, two days a week and they get to go from 10 until 12. And I mean, just none of that really made sense. Um, and finally we sort of got the rhythm of getting them to learn at home, sit at the dining room table. All of them were sort of like in a little classroom by themselves and they hit that groove. And I was like, okay, we've got literally like two months left to school. And now you guys are opening. I'm not, I'm not going to change things up and send them back to regular school for two months when they finally have like gotten the hang of this and their grades are starting to rise. So just for our family, that was the choice we made, but of course that impacted us. Um, it's hard having kids in the house all day long. It's messy. Uh, the audio is crazy and it's made them a little crazy, like sitting at home all day and not getting out of the house makes people crazy. So it was a choice we had to make. It was a crazy year and a half, right? And we're really, really hoping. I'm excited. Um, the kids are excited. We're all very hopeful for them to go back to regular school in September. Our school starts late. We don't start until September. I know lots of folks start in August. Um, but man, I have this huge September fantasy that everyone's going to leave the house, including the baby who has started preschool and she'll go three days a week. And so in the morning, I'll be able to like straighten up the house and have my coffee and wander around with my eyes wide open and just have some damn peace and quiet. So I'm talking specifically today about how I have struggled as a mom and a stay-at-home mom and what it's been like to have um, five kids who are mostly at home for 18 months. And um, I'm at the tail end of it. I only have like hopefully like another month 
month and a half before they're all back in school and out of the house for some portion of the day. I think it's going to be so healthy for everybody and I'm super excited about it. But, you know, there's chitty chat now about like, oh, LA, you know, we live in the LA area. LA is starting to blow up again. And I'm starting to think to myself, oh my gosh, what if, what if we all get locked down again? You know, there's people who are getting reinfected. You know, I'm doing a lot of like the what ifing. And so this is a little bit of talk about coping and coping with whatever has been going on, what's going on currently and whatever in the heck is going to come next. Cause we just don't really know. It's been a long-term struggle and this is how I'm getting through it. My first step is self-compassion. This shit is hard. Um, it's okay that on my best day, sometimes I'm just irritated, annoyed. Any normal person would be annoyed. Um, some days I'm sad, frustrated, and some days I'm downright terrified. Like I really can get myself pretty scared about what's going on. Um, there's been pretty massive impact to some people around us financially. Some people have lost their lives. Um, some people have been in and out of the hospital. Some people are still not better yet. And it's scary and finding a way to cope with that, um, has been challenging. So what I do is I try to talk to myself like I would a girlfriend and a girlfriend who's going through a tough time. And I would cheer her on and I would cheer her up and I would be there for her and I would show her grace and I wouldn't compound her problem by making her feel like crap about feeling like crap. So I don't do that to myself. I don't sit around and go, Oh, you're such an idiot for feeling like crap. No, I'm living through a really hard thing. And so are you. And it's okay to feel like crap about it. And we're going to just feel like crap some days. And then we're going to move on. And that's how I do it. I'm showing myself self self compassion. I'm modeling that for my kiddos. And I think I'm modeling it for my friends. And I think that it's a great way to go because what else are you going to do? Right? The next thing I do is I advise myself. I keep myself pretty well read about what's going on so I don't have to believe all the fantasies and theories and what ifs and all that kind of stuff. I am abreast of what's going on and that helps me keep my head on straight. Sometimes I'm reading about some kind of tip that can help my kids deal with their anxiety or something that can bring joy to their day. Sometimes I'm listening to a podcast that talks about coping or bringing joy to my day or how to take my mind off of XYZ, whatever it is, I'm advising myself. And so it's very easy to turn on a Netflix because I would love to watch Downton Abbey for the second time or any of these other shows for the third time or whatever. But it's important not to just numb out. It's important to numb out sometimes and just lose yourself in a good book or lose yourself in TV or lose yourself in an entertaining podcast about true crime or whatever it is you're interested in. But it's also important to stay abreast of your own mental health. And the best way to do do that is learning about it and learning about what you can do to combat what's going on for you. If you truly feel like you are trying, you put in some effort that day, you're going to go to bed feeling more elevated about your situation because at least your train is on the tracks and moving in the right direction. One of my favorite tools is to ask for help. Sometimes I get help just through journaling. I write it all down and then I read it and then I'm like, okay, I see where I'm coming from now. Uh, Sometimes just a brain dump in a journal is super helpful. 
um, there's therapy. There's actual people that know what they're talking about that you can talk to. A good therapist is gold. Um, you can find trusted, experienced friends that can talk things through with you. And you get advice that serves you. And if it doesn't serve you, pass on it. You don't need to listen to somebody telling you what you should or shouldn't do. Um, get advice where it serves you. And if it's not serving you, move on down the road. One of the bravest and healthiest things that we can do as women while we're raising our kids is ask for help. Now that might be, Hey, can you watch my kid while I have some alone time for a minute? And then I'll watch your kid while you have some alone time next week. It could be something literal like that, or it could be something where you're like, I need some help dealing with this situation with my son who is doing X, Y, and Z. Have you ever been through that with your boys that are a little bit older? Ask for help and be vulnerable. There's nothing wrong with sharing with what's going through, what you're going through. Believe me, there's probably nothing that you are going through that other people haven't gone through. So if you're comfortable sharing with what you're going through and it's, and it's an okay story to share, because I don't believe in sharing your kids' stories, um, you have to be really careful with what you share about your kids. But if it's something that you can share that you've been through and you can turn that into a teaching moment for other people, you can inspire other people who would can see that you've walked through a certain fire and you come out the other side and you're healthier for it, share it. Because sharing sometimes can be so cathartic um, for all of us. Remember to partake in some level of acceptance. All of this is going to come to an end at some point. And this won't be forever, although it has felt like it's been forever. We can do hard things, as is said by all the self-help gurus, but it is the truth. We are more resilient than we think we are. Our situation is what it is. It's tough. It's difficult, but we can do it. And it's not going to last forever. So keep that in mind. Accept what's going on but also accept that it's not going to be like this forever. Care for yourself. Make sure that you are caring for yourself and you are holding on to your own life raft. That can be setting up systems around exercise, eating, drinking that are clear for you so that that's not one extra thing that you are dealing with as well. Those routines can be so comforting, you know, knowing that you get up in the morning and you have your water or you have your tea, you do your stretching, you know what time of day you're going to exercise, you have a plan around that, you do meal planning so you know that you have healthy meals that are going to be available to you and that you have routines around that. That for me is so comforting because I'm not dealing with the extra issue of the stress of what COVID is on top of the stress of the fact that I'm not feeding my body great nutrition. So on top of being stressed about COVID, I'm also feeling like crap because I'm eating crap. And that's like, that's the truth that has saved me this time around. Um, what you put into your body is really how you feel. If you put crap in, you feel like crap. If you put good stuff in, you feel really good. If you're putting good stuff in, you feel good, you're able to do more. And under this umbrella of self-care, make sure that you are asking for help. Get your kids very, very clear on what their responsibilities are. They can handle helping out with chores. For crying out loud, get them to do their own laundry. <laughs> if you need to, call it in. Call in your dinner, call in housework, 
outsource what you need to because you've got to care for yourself. One of my best tricks is to set up fun stuff that tires the kids out. Um, I don't need to do this so much with the teenagers anymore because they kind of take care of themselves. But sometimes with a baby, we go to the park and she just plays on her own, meets other kids. I do not partake in playing. I just sit in the sun with my face up. I might listen to a podcast. I might just zone out, but I let her get super tired and get her exercise while I rest because I need to take a few deep breaths and have a few minutes to myself to just think and compose some thoughts. And so finding activities that are beneficial to her and beneficial to me at the same time are really key. And lastly, but not leastly, do what works for you. This is going to be different for everyone. Self-care is way beyond a mask and a bubble bath. Self-care is not about doing your nails, or maybe it is for you. Um, I like doing my nails, but it's my self-care is more about making alone time, getting up early so I have a few minutes to think for myself. Um, it can be a lovely cup of coffee in the afternoon, um, taking in enough water, getting proper nutrition, moving my body, having that time to just think and compose and be creative and for you I don't know what that is for you but whatever that is taking some time to think about it and maybe writing that down so that when you feel really spun out and you feel like you can't move forward and you don't know why you feel like that you can get back to whatever your routine is that's good for you um and I was going to say also episode 118 is about routines and how comforting they really are. It's not really necessarily about being regimented. It's more about having this like comfortable blanket of who you really are and what you do every day. Those routines really make you add up to feeling great by the end of the day. So go check that one out as, as well. Um, so this is my little talk about how we as a family have made it through COVID and are coming to the finish line and the kids are going to go back to school. And I don't know, you know, maybe come September, I'm going to be recording about how the house is too quiet and I'm really lonely, but I highly doubt it. I'm very excited for the kids to go back, for them to be able to come home with some outside of the house experiences, for them to come home smelling like the outside and get back to real life. Um, It's been a long, long haul, this COVID thing. And for our family, we've been fortunate in that we haven't been impacted in some of the ways that we've seen our friends impacted. Um, But we have been impacted in that we've seen our kids uh, come into a lot of fear and have to make tough choices. Like our teenage daughters, we have let them have the option of whether or not they want to get vaccinated. We told them to do their own research and we've chosen to get vaccinated. Um, it's, I would rather have not. I don't love it, but I think it's probably the best choice for us. Um, but we've had our daughters make some pretty big choices at 14, 15, and 16. And so it's just been a lot. It's been a lot for all of us. So I hope this helps in some way for your family. And I really appreciate you listening. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to my show. Did you know that word of mouth is the best way for a podcast to spread? I would love for you to tell someone if there was any part of this conversation that resonated with you. And don't forget, if you ever want to reach out, I'm on Instagram at ms.dianapiquet. Bye, friend. 